We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. It is Friday, and that means front office Friday. It's a little muted. I'm in a hotel, and I don't I need to stay here two more nights. <laughs> that, 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 was, that will go down in history as the weakest front office Friday we've ever had. But understand, you, it is uh, what time is it there? 8 a.m. morning. <laughs> yeah. 8, 8 a.m. Because Keith is in Phoenix. Um, yeah, the, the biggest <laughs> front office Friday we've had yet, but that's okay. Keith is in a hotel. He doesn't want to get, you know, anybody banging on the wall saying, Hey, shut up over there. We know yeah, it's exactly. Friday. <laughs> like I said, I need two more nights in this hotel. So <laughs> I, I would prefer to uh, sleep here than on the streets of Phoenix. So did you, did you plan that coming in? Or was it like when I, when I mentioned that it's Friday, did you, did it, did it like settle in right at yeah. that moment that oh my gosh i can't really yell no i thought it through <laughs> i was <laughs> like yeah i thought it through <laughs> everybody's right, well, welcome. Out weak in the chat <laughs> all right that's all right welcome for an earlier edition of front office friday uh normally we're not we're not, Somehow, we're not quite What's earlier that? in the morning and we're starting the show earlier than usual yeah. this is the whole thing is weird <laughs> it, it is it, it is uh but we will get through. I know, Keith, you've got to get out and uh, get after it. You're doing all kinds of stuff today. So um, didn't doing an earlier live show. But welcome in, everybody, as we kick off the weekend. We're going to talk some NBA basketball. We'll be, we'll be taking your questions and comments. Those of you coming in from the YouTube channel. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you hit the like button over on YouTube. Get this video out to as many people as we can. And, of course, subscribe as well. All right, uh, Keith. Let's let's talk a little bit about this. You went last night. You yeah. saw the Suns and the Spurs, and Devin Booker came back. Wemby said, "I don't care." Uh, went berserk. I'm shocked. The Spurs two and zero against the Suns. What did you see? Yeah, Spurs two and zero off to a three and two start or two two and zero against Suns three and two start overall ridiculous i mean he was so good last night he he was absolutely dominating in every facet of the game the first play of the game the suns ran a play to get devin booker downhill going to the rim and one Manyama blocked the shot 
And it was like a two hand block sent the other way. And then from there, it just got better. I mean, he was dominant in the fourth quarter. Really, it felt like he was going head to head with KD, but he, it was really him and Devin Booker in a you know shootout in the fourth quarter. The, the Suns, to, to be give them credit, they were down 27 at one point and rallied all the way back to tie it. Uh, in the fourth quarter, but the Spurs mm-hmm. rallied mostly behind Wembenyama and you know how absolutely incredible he was, and they ended up pulling it out and winning the game when they didn't have a Devin Vassell. So you know that that was absolutely amazing. Yeah, Wemby at one point the the there was a ten point stretch where the score uh, the Spurs had scored ten points over the final. I want to say it was like two minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. and Wemby had eight of them, I believe. It was, I mean, he was. Absolutely phenomenal. Still doing those things where you're like, wait, that doesn't look right. That shouldn't be possible. There was a dunk that he had with his right hand where he just kind of stretched out his arm and suddenly the ball is over the rim and you're like, yeah, whoa, how, how how is this happening? On switches, which you can't, that's the great thing about being in the arena, right? You can see everything just that much easier. On switches, Devin Booker was battling him for a position. And it just didn't matter because the Spurs eventually realized just keep throwing it up higher and higher and higher and he'll go get it. He took a flat footed rebound over the top of Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant jumped for it. Like it was just the absurdity of the different things he did. My favorite play though might've been you ever watch those old Wilt Chamberlain highlights where like, he's got like a foot on everybody. It feels like, mm-hmm. and they dump it into him and he just kind of turns and like half finger rolls it into the hoop. Wembenyama had one of those, and I haven't seen a guy do that in an NBA game in years, like literally years. And he and he did it. And there were there I during the game I compared it to for a long time the Patriots' offense. Whenever they got bogged down, was just throw it up to Gronk and yeah. we'll trust he'll come down with it. That's what the Spurs' offense is. All right, we're bogged down. Get near the rim and we'll throw it up there and just trust you'll go get it and make something good happen. And he he was just you know unbelievable too with the variety of ways he scored because it wasn't just dunks and alley-oops and finishes inside he hit step back jumpers he uh, made off the dribble plays he made plays in transition plays in the half court I I was blown away especially after seeing him in summer league which is a completely different environment to see Mm -hmm. him in a real NBA game was absolutely incredible it's like watching you know the eighth grade older brother hop in at practice with the fourth graders or something like that. I mean, and just, just throw the ball up and you kind of do the, do the, you can't reach it. You can't reach it. Just hold it above (laughs) your head. That's, um, that's, that's Wemby. That's Wemby. Uh, three theory said the in season tournament starts today. Keith, one of the things on my to-do list is to fully dive in and understand the in season tournament. Cause I'll admit, I don't even fully understand the way the group stage is, is going to all play out and the way this is all going to work. And I thought about this from a from a media perspective, selfishly, of course, because um, I started thinking, gosh, you know, what if the Lakers are in the final? Maybe it'd be fun to go to go to Vegas and go check that out. We won't know until the, like the last minute who's yeah. actually in the final, which which makes it impossible to plan anything like that. Yeah, you almost have to commit to going for the semifinals if they're yeah. there and just go and whoever is there, you you play it out that way. Uh, I think um, here's the big takeaways. So every team, there, there are six groups, uh, five 
five teams in each group. Every team will play four games uh, in, in the group stage. They play each of the other teams in their groups. Uh, and the groups are split up east and west. So basically they they shuffled the divisions mm-hmm. around if, if you, you want to make it really simple. Those games count as the group stage game for the tournament. They also double count as a regular season game. The winners of each group, so that's six teams. They go, and then the two best wild card teams. So if you know, there'll probably be a handful of teams that go like three and one, yeah. and then what they'll have, uh, um, what we'll see them do is probably I think it's point differential is the first uh, uh, tiebreaker. So that's how we'll get to the uh, uh, other two teams that get into the wild card round. They all go. They play those games also count as regular season games. That's why if you look at every team's schedule, there's like a gap gap. in the middle of December and there's no games. They are going to play games because what will happen is the teams that are eliminated from the group stage, they'll make up with the other eliminated teams. Teams that move into the uh, knockout round, those games count. And then they lock into the uh, spot where they go into the um, – semifinal and then the final the only one that doesn't count is the final um that that that's an extra game so the two teams that make it will actually play 83 games in the course of the regular season that's the only extra game everything else double counts as a regular season game and that's why you see kind of all these gaps and holes in the schedule and some teams that normally would play four times may only be playing three times right now they'll get there everything will get there it's just going to be a lot of last minute you know Uh, shuffling and adding uh, to that. I will say as a fan of the NBA, if you live in a market, this could be a great chance to catch a game kind of on the cheap because you might be able to get in and get some tickets, uh, you know, for games that people weren't necessarily expecting to play uh, during those weeks or whatever, but it's going to take, take a little bit to get used to. Yeah, that, that's for sure. I see that big gap and, uh, you know, I I like to look ahead and and see what's coming and, and everything. And, um, it's going to be interesting to see how exactly they go about filling that in. Like I'm assuming the the teams as they get eliminated, they just have games scheduled against each other. Yeah. But but we'll see how that how that all plays out and, and exactly how they coordinate. And, and again, selfishly, I also have a little mini trip to your neck of the woods for my wife's uh, company <laughs> Christmas party um, for for right around that time. So I'm like. I have no idea if I'm going to be missing a game right. or not. Come on, NBA, give me some info. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just going to be, we're going to be doing a lot of things on the fly yep. uh, here over the next, or really the next month, because that, that part happens about a month from now. Because there's almost, though, pretty much the entire month of November is the group stage games. Yeah. It's uh, certain days of the week. I think it's Wednesdays and Fridays, if I remember correctly, or maybe Thursdays and Fridays. I don't remember that part of it, but uh, there, there's a whole bunch starting tonight. So uh, leagues pushing hard for this to matter. Players do seem fairly excited about it when you talk to them. I had a chance to talk to a handful of guys uh, over the last couple of days uh, here in Phoenix, and guys are like, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see you know, what this is like. And, and they even openly admit, Hey, if you can make, you know, these games in November mean something that that's so much the better. So that, that, that part of it is fun too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We've got a few questions to get in. Oh, Tony says, get Jovan Buha on to talk, on to talk <laughs> Lakers. Uh, Jovan has been on the Lakers nation channel many times. Um, and he, uh, I just, I wanted to throw this out there because he put this out there on social media that he was having uh, surgery. Uh, just yeah. the other day, uh, Achilles, surgery, Achilles. Yeah, yeah. So just want to wish him the best, and hopefully he heals up. He's a good dude. Um, 
somebody, someone masquerading as me, I promise this is not me with a burner account, um, said, said, what do you think my top three skills and talents are that make me so good at this job? Man, I am humble. Um, yeah, you are. And then same question for you, Keith. Well, I would say for you, I mean, you're, you're incredibly handsome. Uh, so there's that part, you know, it was always a good skill to have, um, you know, yeah, you, you could have been a weatherman. I think, you know, you get, get that weatherman. It's why I got skill. so excited about the James Harden drop. Oh, there it is. Yeah. That, that's it. Now it all is starting to that's make it. sense. Yeah. I mean, we went through this the, the other day. This guy's just poking fun. So, yes. But Hey, thanks for the free coffee. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> appreciate it. So, um, that was not an earthquake. That was me moving my computer screen. <laughs> It would be very easy with my last name, too. Instead of Trevor Lane, I could just change it to Trevor Rains, and then I yeah. could tell people about storm fronts and all kinds yeah, of things, every little yeah. stuff going on, and, yep. you know, we got a cold yeah, snap coming in and everything. Uh, three Theory said, just <laughs> showing you all appreciation for putting out great NBA content coverage. Also, Keith, YOLO, yell out the signature front office. <laughs> is is YOLO still a thing? Like, I, I, I thought we were done with YOLO. But I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe we're not. Maybe uh, three theories, bringing it back. I have no idea. Keith, I, I have noticed something as I get older. I'm going to sound like old man here. I have noticed now that like the Lakers, they put out on Instagram, like all the, you know, the, the, a slideshow of all the celebrities that are at mm -hmm. their game. I don't know, like 80% yeah. of them now, like, or at least uh, there's somewhere they don't put their names on it. There's a bunch where probably I would, you know, if you said the name, I go, oh, okay. I've heard, you know, I've heard of sure. them or something but I don't recognize them on site. And there's so I, I'm flipping through, like, don't know that person. Don't know that yep. person. Don't know that person. I've been in the oh, same no. boat. I want to say it was, uh, they did that for a bunch of the Colorado football games early when there was all the like mega hype over Deion Sanders and Colorado. And I think it was like maybe the Colorado USC game. I may have that off, but they went with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, with you know a bunch of like it was like four pages of celebrities that were going to the game and I was in the same boat I was like who are these people and I showed my daughter and she was like this one's a TikToker and this one's a YouTube influencer and this one's this and I was like oh are those really ce celebrities I mean come on like I, I don't know we'll see no one's getting me so hmm. for the event that I'm out here, why I'm out here in Phoenix is the Arizona State University mock trade deadline uh, competition, which will start a little bit later today. Uh, super excited about that. There's uh, kids coming in from schools all over the country. Uh, and I think even a couple internationals came in uh, for this. They're basically running a team. Uh, and some of them are teams of, of students that are going to run an NBA team. Some are individuals, but they're going to run a team and uh, run through uh, for eight hours. They can make, not make, do whatever they want to do trade-wise. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. Of course, you know, I'm all about this. I'm just jealous this didn't exist 20 years ago when I was in college because I would have been all over it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be a super cool event. But we they have a Discord set up, which like that's a whole new thing for me. I've never oh, really cool. used discord so like all right it, it's fairly intuitive and i'm figuring it out but man they drop in uh these abbreviations that i like i don't get them and i'm like i have to go look these up 
I don't know what <laughs> this means. You know, like uh, I was like, I'm I'm not sure what what these random letters uh, mean. So uh, somebody somebody said, how can I go? You already missed the sign up. Sign ups are already closed. Uh, Podheads 101 asked, uh, but they're hoping to make it an annual event. So keep an eye on it. You do have to be a student um you know to mm. to take part in it so you keep keep your eye out and, and look uh next year uh you, you'll see it uh advertised all around uh keith let's get into a little bit of news here yeah. and, and that your that event does sound awesome but we've got we've got injuries that are hitting the yeah, nba and hitting the nba hard i guess let's start wendell carter jr and markel yeah. fultz oh and gary harris and gary all harris, injured yeah. for the orlando magic markel fultz swelling in his knee uh, Gary Harris has strained right groin and Wendell Carter Jr. fracture of the third metacarpal of his left hand. Um, not, not great for Orlando to, to be down three. Play. What is going on? Why there's this rash of injuries hitting the NBA and a lot of people are throwing their hands up going, hey, we're, we're like a week and a half into the yeah. season. And, and here we are to, guys are just dropping like flies right now. Yeah. Went back and looked over the last couple of years it's always this way. There's always a handful of guys. And this is why, you know, I know both you and I are fond of uh, tweeting like, Hey, somebody remind them to turn injuries off. Like what, yeah. what's happening here. So yeah, the, the magic, the, the Fultz one kind of came out of nowhere. He, he'd been fine. Uh, I asked someone and they said, yeah, could have been a, um, you know, could have been being at altitude in Utah. Maybe that was something that uh, impacted the swelling in his left knee, but uh, kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. Magic, said nope not gonna play let's be be uh, uh cautious with this he'll get re-examined they're headed back uh successful road trip for orlando two and two uh you know they really you know played tough against both the lakers and clippers but they beat mm -hmm. the blazers and one in utah that's always a difficult thing to do and one in utah down some players so that's even you know more important so uh so yeah so they're that's with Fultz. Gary Harris's groin tightness. So we'll see what happens with that. Yes, Jonathan Isaac is still uh, healthy <laughs> and, and playing. Um, and then, yeah, Wendell Carter Jr., that seems the, to, to be probably the most worrisome. Maybe Fultz because of, uh, you know, this kind of came out of nowhere. That's always concerning when it just happens mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. But Carter, yeah, the broken left hand. We've seen guys. He is right-handed. We've seen yeah. guys play you know, through uh, broken uh, hand injuries when it's on the non-shooting hand. So we'll see if he's able to go. But, yeah, tough. I mean, Orlando's off to a good start, 3-2. And, two, and uh, you know, got through the, you know, West Coast road trip. As long as you don't go 1-3 and three or 0-4 oh um, on those West Coast trips like that, that's pretty good. But, yeah, difficult for sure for them. They're going to have to work through it now. Well, some positive news just just kind of circulating right now. Darius Garland and Jared Allen went through shoot around today, so that perhaps they could be returning. Oh, that's good yeah. for the for the Cavs. The the Cavs could certainly use them. That's yeah, Cavs um, so off to a disappointing start a little bit. I know they won against New York the other night, but two and three for them. So yeah, got to get your guys back. Uh, speaking of injuries, though, three theories should Memphis be concerned with their zero and five start, and will Jaw coming back help them? significantly yeah memphis the only winless team now uh in the nba oh and five to start but again they they just signed bismack biombo uh but they're missing of course stephen adams brandon clark and john morant john morant being due to suspension the other two due to injury um not not good especially in the western conference to go down oh and five uh but long way to go long way to go for memphis but still not not looking so great in the early goats. I think with Memphis, we always just because they've found ways to tread water, even when Jaw is out, we all just kind of assumed they're gonna be fine. But 
right now it looks like it's it's pretty tough sledding for them. And I don't I think Biombo helps. I don't know if he fixes what what ails them uh, enough here to you know really turn this around. I think they're going to be doing everything they can to scratch and claw uh, for victories until Jaw comes back, which is still what twenty more games to go. Yeah, I mean, my easy answer is yes, they should be concerned, and yes, Jaw will help uh, yeah. significantly. But the challenge is, where are you at when we're at the twenty-five game mark? It, or if they're like five and twenty, you're probably done. You're you're not digging out of that kind of hole uh, in the West. It's just not going to happen. So you got to start stacking some wins together here. I said, you know, my goal now would be let's try to be, you know, 10 and 15 by the time he gets there, which is, you know, go 500 the rest of the way. That would be, you know, to me, that's that's probably enough that that keeps you in play in contention, and then you figure it out from there. Um, but yeah, it's difficult. And it's, I'm glad you mentioned Biombo because let's follow up. We haven't had a chance since we didn't have a show yesterday. Yeah, uh, Biombo's deal came in differently than what was expected. Yeah, that's it. He's making some cash, uh, hey. five million dollars uh, for him. Now it is only one million guaranteed, but we assumed at least i did that he would get the veteran minimum yep. and then that would be how this would come through but it came in as a um you know five million dollar deal and bobby marks i thought laid this out well is if they keep him after john morant is back that gives them another trade chip that's you know five million dollars they can throw into a trade that's a little bit better than you know just a minimum contract and then he gets 1 million guaranteed, which is roughly what he would have gotten anyway uh, for the duration of the 20 games. He'll be there and they do need him. They, they're, they're down, you know, several bigs, like you mentioned, Adams and Clark likely mm -hmm. out for the season, but Santi Aldama has also been out. So it's been uh, yeah. Xavier Tillman, Jaron Jackson Jr. And then a whole bunch of guys who aren't really big guys uh, playing there. So Biombo will help for sure. I don't know that it's going to be like, Oh my gosh, this turned everything around. Their big, big problems is they got to make more shots. Um, you know, it, it's really falling to Desmond Bain to really have to do too much uh, offensively, and they're 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 just not moving the way way they uh, need to be on offense. So we'll we'll see, you know, how that comes together. Getting Luke Kennard back in the lineup will also help them. Somewhere Dylan Brooks is laughing, and you guys thought I was the errant shooter right? on the team. Come on, <laughs> um, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, that is at least uh, in the positive side for Memphis. I don't think the losing streak is going to last much longer. Their next two games are against the Portland Trailblazers. So, yeah. so good, some good opportunities there. And uh, potentially the Portland Trailblazers without Scoot, too. Correct. Because he, he uh, sprained his ankle yesterday. And Portland coming off two straight wins. They, they've gotten a couple of nice wins on the road. But, yeah, it's going to be going to be tough for, uh, it, for Portland to keep it moving. If Memphis hits 0-7, then it's time to panic. Oh yeah, because you, you, that mean you drop two in a row to to the Blazers now. Yeah. Then it's yeah, the that that sky is is falling at that point. Yeah. Somebody asked about Bradley Beal in the in yeah. the chat when he's going to play. And Frank Vogel said yesterday he's working and his back is improving, but didn't put in. Kind of. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On it, so probably going to be be a little bit before we see uh, uh, Bradley Beal uh, in the Suns on it. My guess is probably another you know, week or so. Keith, did you go to yesterday's game, last night's game, on a press pass, or did you go just with a, a ticket? Yeah, I just went as a fan, okay. uh, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I it, I know my way around and was able to talk to some people, so I was able to finagle some conversations. Um, but yeah, it was it, it, my travel plans were so up in the air that I didn't want to take a credential because I knew how many people were in town for this. Uh, the, the, there was a lot of international media here, a lot of international fans as well, I mm -hmm. think, because they looked at it and said, hey, the Spurs are in the same city two days in a row or two right. games in a row. Let, let's drop in. Um, it's a very crazy time here in phoenix because they just had the world series and unfortunately for yeah. uh, their fans uh the rangers won but shout out to the rangers congratulations to them first time uh you know ch champ there uh but it was um so you had that then you had one Binyama in town i believe it's like that last nascar race of the season is here as well this this weekend so that's going on and there's a massive um uh convention here as well uh right now i think it's an accounting convention it's like one of the biggest ones they do um every year so it's like th this place is just nuts so with all the international media and i didn't want to request a credential i have travel plans get messed up which i almost did i had to sprint through the atlanta airport thank god i'm losing weight or i would not have made it um to my connecting flight uh to, to phoenix but it's uh yeah it's um yeah i didn't want to take one so i we 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 got a ticket at a really good seat and and had a lot of fun and i want to say shout out because he's a front office show listener kaz um i'm not gonna butcher his whole name uh came in from japan uh he's a huge yuta watanabe fan but oh. his favorite team has always been the suns because he loves devin booker so like it was perfect uh for him that yuta watanabe joined the Suns, and he wanted to see one binyama so he came in town for two games we sat sat next to him and we, we had a great time right on very cool very yeah. cool um so let's get into a little bit of the and I it's almost kind of putting a bow on it but James Harden <laughs> says yeah says that the 76ers held him back and Joel Embiid said yeah no no we didn't <laughs> we gave him the ball on every single possession and then how about the the quote that's going around right now kid you know the way things get get aggregated uh, where James Harden said something to the effect of, I'm not a system player, I am the system. Yeah, what I wanted him to say was, I'm not a system player, I am the system player. 
Like that's how I wanted it to go, but it unfortunately that's you know better in my mind than than there. Yeah, it's they, there was a lot more uh, to to that quote. You yeah. can find it all over the place. A lot of people cover the Clippers, and seem seemingly some that are James Harden fans were like, "Whoa, like that's like chunking up a very large long yeah. quote into one thing." But yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Carden is correct and he's fine to be upset with all the things with Daryl Morey. Yeah. That's, you know, if he feels like he was lied to, then he feels like he was lied to, but him with the being, you know, that upset about the, uh, uh, the, the, the way he was utilized in Philadelphia, I think Joel Embiid's uh, more important there. I think, uh, Joel Embiid yeah. was the more important player, but I think Joel Embiid was also right. Or did have the ball a lot. I mean, he led the league in assists last year so that doesn't happen without having the ball quite a bit so well it, it does beg the question can james harden fit into a, a system right if he says i am the system which by the way i went to the old judge dread tagline <laughs> line the sylvester yep. stallone one the i yeah. am the law you know that yep. that whole thing um what can he fit into a system with with the clippers i don't i don't know that we've ever seen him really truly fit especially when james harden became james harden you know what i mean like when he went to houston yeah. and he became like mvp level level player it'll be that's one of the things that's going to be interesting is how does he really fit in because it has felt a little awkward with him when it's not this heliocentric offense that's all around him and that's certainly not what it's going to be with the clippers yeah, there's definitely truth to to that. That that's the big question, right? And it's this is now Ty Lue's headache to figure out. There were ways this can work. We broke it all down when the trade happened, but I tend to think it's. I'm gonna say something that I you know shocked is gonna come out of my mouth, but I really agree with Kendrick Perkins huh? here, um, where he <laughs> said this is uh, this is like last chance saloon time for James Harden. Like this mm. is starting to get to like make it work or it's just this is not going to be like your career is probably heading towards being over. Just, you know, you got what you wanted now three times. So like you, it's on you now to, to be the one to make it work. And of course they're all saying the right things. I think it was Paul George who said, Hey, we pushed for this. Cause we think we, you know, we believe we can make this work. So, so we'll see, but yeah, it's uh we're going to see, unfortunately, we're not going to see until Monday. Uh, James Harden is not going to make his debut till Monday. The Clippers yep. have several days off coming up here. So or I guess they're maybe in the midst of those right now. Uh, again, schedule's a little wonky with the in-season tournament and all that for all these teams. But he's going to deb debut for the Clippers on Monday in New York. Uh, so that'll be, be you know, something fun to kind of keep an eye on and watch. And the big question then becomes, what happens with the starting group? For the Clippers, where do they go? Right. Some of that's not going to fully sort itself out until Terrence Mann is back or, you know, whenever he uh, returns. Sounds like his ankle injury is not good. Uh, you know, he's going to be out for a little bit, so that's that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Uh, we should also mention, before we wrap up the show here, uh, old man DeMar DeRozan, not worried about an extension. Did you see yeah. his, his quote in here about yeah. talking about the young guys and appreciate it while you can because your perspective changes, you get more responsibility and all that. And I'm like, oh, it's it's uh, dad mode DeMar yeah. here. Um, and good and good for him. But it's saying he's not going to worry about a contract extension if it means playing out the, re the remainder of this year and then figuring out what's what next summer with the Chicago Bulls. I know we've talked about them potentially getting an extension done, but... He, he doesn't seem to be too concerned about it. Yeah, and there's been all this discussion of, 
you know, could DeMar DeRozan, you know, be traded and all these things. Yeah, I mean, all those things are certainly possible. We'll, we'll see, you know, what happens with him. But I, I thought it was kind of refreshing. Uh, there, there was a lot of good stuff in that interview with Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago. If you can find it, go find it. Uh, just a lot of really just good perspective from DeMar DeRozan. Been around a long time. And, you know, a lot of good good stuff in there. Uh, one other injury, I, I kind of touched on it uh, briefly when we were talking about the game. Devin Vassell, I'm going to be out. Uh, he left the game with a left groin tightness. And uh, um, the Pop said after the game, it's going to be a while uh, for him. Hmm. Last thing I want to know from that game, it was so cool to watch Pop really, like, prowling the sidelines again. Like, yeah. He was full on. It's things you miss again when you watch on TV that you catch in the arena. He used all of his timeouts before there were like three minutes to go in the game, and they were only up three. He had no timeouts left because he kept using them basically to scream at guys. And then he would scream at them, huddle with the coaches, and then sit down, and then they come out and run good stuff. So it was just really cool to see pop, like full pop mode again. And these guys are just going to benefit from that, right, being coached this hard, but one of the best coaches the league's ever seen, it's going to be really good for all these guys eventually. But yeah, it was a lot of fun yeah. watching all that play out. He's got he's got a a top tier star again, and he's gonna he's gonna go full full pop mode. All right, before we get out of here, uh, Tam the pessimist asking will a Lakers Nation pod be dropping today? It's already up on podcast feeds on Ooh. Apple Podcast, Spotify, and I will be publishing the the YouTube version literally within ten minutes after we finish up this show. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Keith, I know you got to run. So we should probably wrap things up there. Uh, have fun in Phoenix and uh, and enjoy all the all the cap goodness that you're you're about to partake in because it sounds like that's going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited. It was it's uh, different to be on this side where I'm not the one at home and you're on the road, which usually the that's other right. way, way around. But thank you guys for hanging out. I I know it kind of looks like I'm uh, sitting in like the undertaker's funeral parlor with the lighting, but it is what it is. We make it do uh, with what we can do here on, uh, on, uh, on the show. And we want to get you guys a live show every week. So thanks for everybody coming in and hanging out with us at a weird time. I'll uh, we'll be back to normal next week. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you everybody for joining us. Have a fantastic weekend. Until next time. See ya and stay safe.